I'm naming Eugene, and this is Naaman's Notes, the audio piece that supplements my bi-weekly column of the same name. The corresponding column is, we should celebrate Halloween this year. So I decided to chat with Gene Fleming, the artistic and producing director of New York City's Village Halloween Parade. If you already read the corresponding column for this audio piece, then you know that I only celebrated Halloween once in my life, and I was very, 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 very young. So this year, I decided to celebrate Halloween in New York City. And the biggest and bestest way to do it is the Village Halloween Parade. The annual celebration began in 1974 and was founded by Ralph Lee, a mask maker, puppeteer, and thespian. Their first parade was very simple just to walk from house to house in Ralph's Greenwich Village neighborhood. Year after year, it grew bigger and bigger and bigger, and today, it's the largest celebration of its kind in the world. In the mid-1980s, celebration artist Gene Fleming succeeded Ralph as director of the parade that now draws more than 60,000 participants and 2 million spectators. Hello? Hey, good morning, Jean. I called Jean, who was getting ready for the parade in her upstate puppet shop, to chat about the ins and outs and history of the mega celebration. Uh, the first thing I wanted to ask is, uh, where did you grow up? <laughs> where did I grow up? I, I grew up near Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Philadelphia is very well known for its Mummers Parade. And when I was a little girl, I went to all of those parades because my father was the coroner of the city of Philadelphia. Oh, that's what I was going to ask, if your parents were artists. No, not at all. My father was a funeral director, and uh, my mother was an accountant. (laughs) Oh, interesting. So uh, what attracted you to become an artist? I got sick when I was traveling in Morocco. I got hepatitis uh, in the Sahara Desert. Oh, wow. And... I really thought I was going to die, and I decided that before I died, I was going to really direct a theater piece that I wanted to do, a big, large-scale theater piece that I wanted to do. And I decided to do that as my sort of, like, last gesture. And in fact, during the process of doing that, I realized who I was. I realized what I should do, and uh, and that was that. That that was many, many years ago now. Your reference is a celebration artist. Would you say that that's accurate? Yeah. um, The reason that we call ourselves that is that there were a group of us at one point, very small group, who got together because we couldn't get funding from the National Endowment for the Arts because the work that we were doing what didn't fit in any of their categories. We were doing work that maybe worked with non-professionals. Often it might be in peculiar settings, not necessarily in theaters. A mix of amateur and professional, and all the art forms, dance, music, art, theater, you know, were all involved. And so we got together to try to figure out how, what category or how we could apply for grants. And in the process of that, we came up with that term, celebration artist. I guess getting into the parade, I read that you were a participant before taking over. Uh, do yep. you have any fun memories of that time? <laughs> yes, of course. That seems a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, 
Yeah, I used to do a big event. Uh, we called them pageants at the time because we were trying to get people to come to them. And we, my landlord said to me, we'll call them pageants. People will think they're beauty pageants, and then they'll come. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I used to do one always on October 4th. And so the Halloween parade became like my gift to myself. I had a friend, Robbie Anton, who was a puppeteer, and on Halloween night, he did a particular performance for about 20 people in a brownstone in Greenwich Village. And so I would come down to the city, I would go to the parade, and then at midnight, I would be one of those 20 people at Robbie Anton's puppet show. Oh, cool. And so that became like a special little treat that I, I did for myself every year. And so it was great fun, you know, I mean, dancing through the streets of the city and ending up in this utterly charming, fascinating puppet show. And, and Ralph Lee, who created the parade, who lived in the village, that's why it happened there. He was one of the celebration artists. He was one of the five of us who were trying to figure out what to call ourselves. And so I had met him um, during that process. And at one of the meetings, he said, that he was no longer going to do the parade. And the reason was it was getting bigger. It was, he wasn't so interested. He actually was much more interested in doing theater. He wasn't uh, so interested in doing the kinds of work that I was doing. And so he said he was going to stop. And at that point I said, no, that's so great for the city. That's such a wonderful thing. And I said, look, I'll come and I'll help you. And I'll do all the parts you don't want to do, but we have to keep this thing alive. And so we worked together for two years, and then I, I took it over. Perfect. You uh, answered my question that I was going to ask. I was going to ask about uh, Ralph and if you had any fun memories of him directing it or what things did he teach you to help you direct the parade? Oh, <laughs> sure. Well, of course, I loved his puppets. And, you know, I loved him. I thought he was... Uh, a great character, and and I still line the parade up the same way that that he did. I mean, in that sense, the, the parade lineup is little pictures. He used to draw little pictures on the street, show what was going to be in a place. Of course, the parade was a lot smaller then. It was easy <laughs> to do that, but I still I still do that. Yeah, just the way, just the fact that the parade continues the tradition that he started, which is that it it has a lot of giant puppets in it. The parade begins with a traditional set of giant puppets every year, and they're no longer none of Ralph's puppets are in the parade anymore. But um, we remade some of the puppets that he made originally because they fell apart ultimately, mm-hmm. and so those puppets are remade over and over again so that they're still there as kind of a tribute to him. And also as a traditional, you know, opening of the parade. Can you tell me how many and what kind of puppets are made? This is my first year to the parade, so I don't know oh. much about. <laughs> well, um, every year for many years now, we've kind of come up with a theme uh, to build the puppets that lead the parade, and this year's theme is reverie. So every year, it, it's a kind of a combination of doing something that has to do with Halloween. But it's also in the zeitgeist, whatever it is that's happening in the world. Um, We make these giant puppets kind of in response to what's going on in the world. 
So are we going to get any Trump or Hillary Clinton puppets? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, what we're going to get is <laughs> getting away from all that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that there will be such things, you know, that the public brings. And I, of course, won't know about them until I see them the night of the parade. But no, our thing is actually about turning off all of that and getting away from it and going into reverie, a kind of quiet space. You know, I think about it with like social media and the Internet and we're always like plugged in some way to plug out of that is also such a great idea. Well, I mean, that's what I love about the Halloween parade is it's a night when people go out in public in their imaginations and rub against each other, all different kinds of people. Um, You know, it's not divided up by ethnicity, race, gender, whatever. It's everybody all together, but they're all together in imagination. They're not there in their ordinary lives. They're not who they are every day. It's a chance to really grow. And also, too, to meet others, you know, meet the other. Naaman's Notes is produced, edited, scored, everything by me, Naaman Eugene. The column version of We Should Celebrate Halloween this year was edited by Edril Stoner. Thank you, Eugene, for taking time out your busy schedule to talk to me. I really appreciate it. As always, please leave a review on iTunes. Every star helps. You can visit my column at Naaman'sNotes.com, and you can follow it on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Naaman's Notes. Until next time, I'm Naaman Eugene, and this has been Naaman's Notes. <laughs> As a first-timer to the parade, can you uh, tell me what should I expect? <laughs> the unexpected. <laughs>